Oh, we back for another one, right? <laughs> Bags are packed. Hey, Tommy, you ready? Let's go. We going in. Hey. It's the night before the cruising If I'm honest, I ain't sleeping But even if I could, I'd be dreaming About this weekend, all the fun we about to have Best we taking this vacation Always be booked on our way to embarkation Cause we know what's in store Pockets and palm trees, tropical sea breeze And frozen daiquiris, oh please Thank you sir, yes I think I'll have another Please don't blow my cover, cause I'm passing on the muster Bring a lover, bring a friend, bring someone you just met It ain't snowing where we going And the good times never end Here's the five more years, drinking beers, running Pierce. Thanks for giving us your ears through the laughter and the tears But we just getting started out here, give us a holler If you're looking, you can find us somewhere south of the Bahamas Getting hotter as we go, cones and we united So sound that horn, cause everybody's invited All aboard and welcome ladies and gentlemen to the Always Be Booked Cruise Cast Show Coming to you not quite live from multiple locations as we do the second iteration of the new, I guess, the new look ABB. I'm here with Ryan. Ryan, what's up, buddy? How are you? How's it going? That's Ryan Q. My name is Tommy Casabona. We are your hosts on this cruising journey. And, you know, I think, you know, we were just having a conversation talking about, you know, what this is going to be and, you know, how it's going to play out. And I, I think the way to go really is to just, you know, continuing the conversation just see what it is i listened back ryan listened back i think there were plenty of things we liked about the podcast maybe a couple of things we'd consider tweaking but i think right now in the beginning this will just be a you know let's just have it be totally organic and again you know i think ryan mentioned it to you guys too ryan we we totally want the feedback right we want the feedback yeah i do like the uh the uh, engagement with the listeners so try to stay uh stay engaged give us your feedback and Let's see where we take it. And we did get one email. And, uh, you know, the email was very, very nice, complimentary. And, um, you know, hopefully we can uh, accumulate a little bit of a bank of emails so that we can have you guys, uh, you know, part of the show. Your emails have been and still remain a lifeblood of the show. I would like to, at the top, remind you guys, check out the Always Be Booked Cruise and Travel Lounge. It's a group on Facebook, a group in which we interact. You know, if there's any part of this whole Always Be Booked thing that I guess maybe, you know, symbolizes or embodies our our team, you know, our interaction, our community aspect of what we're doing, that is it right there. Questions are answered, uh, jokes are made, memes are left, memes are posted. We have been, I don't know if you've caught it at all, Ryan, but we've been enjoying this stretch run on our way to the group cruise. And I've been kind of posting a 90 for 90, a little bit of a bite off of ESPN's 30 for 30, but a 90 for 90 uh, songs of cruising. Have you, have you heard any of them? I have, and I've been enjoying it. You know, uh, yeah. I think it's a good idea and you certainly aren't going to run out of uh, uh, songs to choose. So I've been uh, listening to them every day and yeah i'm excited to see what's next yeah hopefully you guys are cool with that because it's not meant to necessarily be like a a spamming thing but you know just because ultimately what is going to happen and then shout out to sandy sandy beaches who was here recently uh, in the last couple of days and i want to thank her for uh giving me this um you know texas-sized hangover that i'm working with today <laughs> about powering through yeah and uh and 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 carol was there and deb was there and lisa was there and uh we had we had we had 
we had ourselves some fun, some Atlantic City casino drinking, gambling, and uh, whatever else you'd want to call it fun. But wow, uh, yeah, I'm I just want to. I wish I was there. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Listen, Ryan, you you were down a couple of weeks before. Ryan's always the the invite is open to to Ryan and anybody. Hey, listen, you don't need me. Uh, is, listeners, Cones, you don't need me to invite you to come to Atlantic City. You're always you're always welcome. We had a wacky weekend with work too, but getting back to the um the playlist. So Sandy's idea, and it was a good one to have that basically be added to a Spotify playlist, and uh, it'll exist there. And anytime anybody needs a the cruise hype playlist, uh, a tropical Caribbean style playlist. It will exist on Spotify for all you guys to enjoy. Um, but yeah, so I guess just preliminarily, just a little, we, we went to, did you, did you see any, but there was an actual Barbie party in this hotel, in this <laughs> casino. Yeah, what did you what, is, what is going on with the Barbie stuff? I, has the movie even come out yet? Because everywhere I look, it's Barbie, Barbie. <laughs> it's, I don't. This is a different podcast for that, but I got a freaking problem with all of it. I really do. I feel like everything that goes on out there is just so limited in its imagination. Like, first of all, Barbie is a doll for children to play with. That was I don't know. Comes from the fifties or sixties, and okay, great, very successful. Congratulations to Mattel or whoever put it out. But why is everything nowadays just a rerun, a reboot of uh, uh, everything? Then it is. It seems like everything, whether it's in the movies, whether it's on TV, everything seems to be like you know plug and play because we've done it before. It's successful. And we don't have to get imaginative anymore, but I don't know, I'm being on my soapbox. Yeah, but if it's exactly what you would imagine. It was we walk into a place called NOLA, which is a venue, a, a nightclub slash bar venue uh, in uh, in Ocean's Casino. And yeah, Jersey Housewives were there and VIP. I couldn't recognize any of them. Uh, Sandy and Carol were going nuts over these people. I had no idea who they were, but they seemed all seemed like nice people. Wait, wait. Are you admitting that you went to a Barbie party? I, I was, I, Ryan? <laughs> Is that what you're saying? Here I am saying, uh, you know, I, I see it all over the place. I didn't go as far as to, to attend the party, but it's good to well, know that's that. That's the problem. Uh... I mean, yeah, I mean. <laughs> that's your wife. I did go to a Barbie party, and yes, at you know the first knee jerk thing would be to make fun of me, <laughs> but let's just say you know picture you know the tri state areas you know most let's just say club goers tri state area young ladies who like to go to bars let's call them ladies because it's not proper to say you know the whole you know, whatever young old all. Ladies of all ages dressing up in their best Barbie outfits. I'm not going to say it, it wasn't easy on the eyes. You know what I mean? Sure. Did I? I'm not going to sit here and act like I dressed up as Ken. That didn't happen. <laughs> I thought they, I thought you were the double in the movie. No, 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 no absolutely okay. not. Me neither. They, they didn't call me. So. No, exactly. Yeah, we, Bar how about Barbies at sea? Your yeah. next uh, themed cruise. <laughs> Yeah, and that's what happened. They they start. We I did leave. It, I feel like it did get a little crazy when they were marching the best Barbies on stage, and oh, this God. is like you know, summer Dreamhouse Barbie. I was like, you know what? Time to go back to the slots. Let's uh, let's get out of here. But yeah, that's an interesting. Uh, you know what? Because I got to tell you, the response. Oh, they make a the Participation crushed it. Apparently, you say, hey, Barbie, Bar, we're doing a Barbie party. They showed up. 
I mean, Barbies of all ages, like I said, all races, all ethnicities were all Barbieing out. And it was, uh, listen, they, they gave the people what they want. But Barbie at sea, I'm surprised nobody jumped on that, I guess, because based on the, you know, hindsight's 2020, but based it's on not the success, <laughs> it's, it's probably not too late. And yeah, you probably will hear. Uh, a, a, a whole a whole slew of Barbie events coming, and I don't know when it exactly premiered, but I know yes, we are right around. So it's out. Premier I don't know time. if it's out yet. I don't think it's, it's out not because out. Uh, a few days ago I saw Indiana Jones, and uh, I didn't see Barbie as an option. Not not that I would pick it, but uh, Wait, I don't think it's out. Indiana yet. Indiana Jones is out as uh, there's a new one, yeah, and he's he's uh, yeah he's still in it. He's uh, he's an old older version of of uh, Indiana Jones. So it's, it's not bad. It, it was, I've been reading reviews and I guess it, it was a flop, so they're not going to make, make money off of it, but it was something. Well, as, as we're, as we're talking about just, you know, nothing new we're doing, you know, the branding is similar. The franchises are marching on and you know, that's, I guess that's the model nowadays, but yeah. So I wanted to talk about a couple of things uh, about cruising. There's some, uh, you know things that are uh, the things that are this NASA thing. It's been developing. It's been three years in the making, and uh, you know I think NASA is always such a point of contention when you're talking about cruise ports because I, to me, NASA as a cruise port, to me is just like that neighborhood bar when you're young and coming up. Oh, you know, you know, we used to have a place called Rockwells, and we would curse this place. Oh my gosh, Rockwells, this place is. We'd go every Friday and Saturday night, but we're cursing the place up and down. And I feel like Nassau is a little bit of a microcosm of that. And uh, people who listen to the show know that I f- feel like Nassau gets a totally bad rap. What are your general thoughts on Nassau, Ryan? In general, I agree with you. And I have to say, when I was visiting Nassau early in my cruising career, <laughs> I uh, I kind of resented it, not not to say that I didn't enjoy it, but after a few visits, I was one of those passengers who said, you know, oh, I'll stay on board and enjoy an empty pool deck. And now it's kind of come full circle, and I'm really embracing Nassau. And most uh, most itineraries out of the Northeast visit Nassau. That's the the reality of of cruising out of New York, New Jersey area. Uh, there's usually a Nassau stop, and I'm embracing it. So I'm getting off, and and I've got a, a the usual list of of, uh, of things to do. Um, but I overall, I think uh, it does get a bad rap, and I see why in a way. Um, but I agree with you that I think the analogy to the neighborhood bars is 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 pretty fitting because uh, when I go, I, I I do feel a sense of home. You know, I go in some of these bars, and you see the same bartender from. You know, a month prior or whatnot. So, I, I think I think there's an opportunity to have a great day in Nassau. Uh, no matter how many times you've been, there's always something different that you can opt to do. Uh, so, I think it does overall get a bad rap, and I, I'm I'm pretty much pro Nassau. Do I prefer it over other islands? Uh, I wouldn't go as far as to say that, uh, but I, I'm not totally against it. And you won't see me uh, usually. You won't see me staying on the ship anymore. Yeah, man, because I really do think that's what it is. I think that people just go there so often. It's just familiarity breeds contempt in some cases. And I think that's a because, yes, 
you cannot argue with the fact that there are times when the natives are very, very pushy, but you're going to get that. There's no worse place than that in when places like Jamaica or even uh, Labadee. Uh, you know, you get you get the the locals that really want to sell you the art and you could sense the desperation in them trying to, you know, sometimes those sales or whether or not they're going to be able to, uh, you know, feed their family that night in some cases, I'm guessing. And that's, you know, you sense that from the desperation. So you'll get that element in Nassau. And then also, yes, it's, you know, it's urban living. It's, it's a city. Nobody runs around. I mean, yeah, New York City is a lot cleaner than it was when I was growing up in the 80s. But it's still, I wouldn't consider it, you know, if you see a piece of trash on the floor blow by like a tumbleweed on, it's not anything that you're going to be like, oh my gosh, this city is so dirty. You know, it's it's just, it's city living. It's what it is. It's just, you know, sometimes the garbage pails are over. People come to Nassau expecting this overly pristine paradise destination. And I think you can get that in many areas of Nassau. But you can't ignore the fact that you're in an actual highly populated city. And I love that aspect of it. I don't know if it's the New Yorker in me, but I do. I just, you know, think about the list. I mean, you know, when you just let's just consider cruise ports as, you know, headings and then under it, you list the attractions or things that you can do. Nassau has depth, doesn't it? It's just depth there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, for an island, there's like I said earlier. I mean, it, there's so many things to do, and uh, and some some things are out of the box. You know, I'll, I'll tell people, oh, have you been to you know the cigar factory? It's like what? Or have you yeah. you know have you been uh, you know to the seafood district to get? Uh, have you seen the Queen Staircase? Have you walked on top right. of the Fort Finn Castle? Have you gone to Balmore Beach. Have you done any of the getaway within the getaways that you can do at uh, Blue Lagoon? Uh, I mean, and it seems like everybody just glosses over one of the most incredible water parks and aquariums on the planet at Atlantis. Right. I know that. I know you do that once or twice. It's okay. You've done it. So you kind of people eliminate that in their kind of, I guess, uh, you know, they're, they're, when, it, when they're analyzing Nassau as a port, they just kind of eliminate that. But, you know, forget it. I mean, all the Junkanoo museums, okay, you want a beach that's close, but a little bit of a party, crowded, rustic beach, there's Junkanoo Beach. You want a beautiful beach, you go over to, you know, what is it, uh, uh, Cabbage Beach or, you know, places like that. I mean, we got to really stop hating on Nassau. But the point of this was to talk about what's going on as far as their new cruise port. And uh, <clears throat> anyone who has stepped into Nassau or sailed into Nassau over the past couple of years has been hit with a little bit of an inconvenience. And uh, so you'll see, you know, since the pandemic, it looked like it was basically gutted, you know, as if people needed another reason to talk about Nassau and they jumped all over that. Oh, my gosh, the cruise terminals was ridiculous. But that was all to take a couple of steps back and a giant leap forward. You know, they have a $300 million project they did there, and that was to, um, you know, renovate the entire cruise terminal. When, when's the last time you've been there? Have you seen it at its uh, in its later progress? Uh, yeah, I, I've seen it complete. So maybe like June 1st or so, some, somewhere around there. Yeah. 
Okay. Okay. So the so the list of what they're telling you, the stuff that's there, is they did add a sixth berth, and we all know NASA has been, you know, known to be crowded as well. Tons of cruise ships. Now there's going to be even more. They're even talking about being able to uh, to, to to put two icon level class ships there at one time. Uh, what they're trying to do is make this place a destination all its own. So, yes, there is an element of you not even having to leave the cruise terminal and be able to have your entire day there. But at the same time, they're not wanting you to do that because they want it to still be a little bit of a, you know, a gateway into the city. They still right. want you to venture into downtown Nassau. Yeah, yeah. Sort of like this uh, welcome, you know, welcome so area. But do you think they nailed that in your experience? Did they kind of pull that off? I think they, for the most part, they did. You know, and and when you get off of the the pier itself, uh, you know, they sort of wind you through. And this is not new to, to most of the listeners, you know, in, in other ports. But they kind of wind you through this port area that's gated off from the rest of the city. Uh, yeah. So you you know you look at different vendors and. And then eventually you get dropped off, you know, in where you would normally get dropped off. And anyone that's traveled there over the last few years, as you mentioned, uh, is familiar with the construction madness. And, and, and so you end up on the main strip there, you know, where you normally would. Um, so it, it, I think for the most part, they did pull it off. I think uh, I, can, I can speak to it, but I, you know, asked the locals what they were, you know, what they thought of it. For the most part, it's negative uh, a negative response, um, but it's it's back to the point of is it a gateway or is it meant to replace? And they feel that you know they're a bit intimidated by that area uh, because they think it's it's really sectioning off uh, you know their business and, and preventing uh, you know preventing passengers from actually traveling into the city as they would you know pre. Uh, pre this new terminal. But I, from my experience, I think it was great. And I, I think what it really does is it allows passengers who, and that is a long walk. I mean, if you're in the sixth berth to walk from your ship, you know, I think they've got shuttles or whatever, but it is a long walk. So for people that may have mobility issues, it does offer them this sort of one-stop shop area to get a little taste of NASA. I will say that the vendors in there are pretty representative of the island. All the main restaurants have a place. There's even bars that have like uh, pop-up bars. And, and so it's not just stores. It's not just your knickknacks and, and people trying to, uh, to sell you something. I will say also they're not, uh, they're not going after you. They're trying to sell you something. It's very civilized. You know, it's no pressure, comfortable, relaxing, safe. You know, so I think they really vetted out the vendors that they have in there. But you can really get everything. You know, you can get a, a food, drink, uh, shop a little bit. There's even an entertain, uh, entertainment venue. You know, they've got this new amphitheater. I didn't see that operational, but I know that I think they're, you know, envisioning this as like an event space or some sort of a concert venue, perhaps. Yeah, they have a, uh, I was going to say, they have an amphitheater there. And, you know, I don't, I don't know what they plan on doing that. It's very rare. I always try to, you know, see if there's anything as far as a local concert going on or anything like that. If when I'm in some of the ports like San Juan, which is also has its own urban infrastructure and St. Thomas, but I've never been lucky enough to, to, to see any of that, but I wonder if they'll do that. I wonder, I am curious about what 
you know, you don't just build that build an amphitheater just for show. I'm curious to what they're going to put there and what the entertainment schedule and lineup will look like. Uh, it's probably going to be up in the air. I think it'll probably be a lot of local acts, right? Like, I mean, not local acts, but not. I would. I don't. I don't. I don't envision them. You know, shipping in really big names to perform at this amphitheater, right? Yeah, I, I would say. I mean, who knows? I mean, they've got all these themed cruises. That how how cool would that be if you're like on the rock, rock cruise and there's some sort of concert, you know, an overnight in Nassau on the concerts there. I mean, how cool That's would that be? That's a great point. That's a great point. Because <laughs> you can gate it off, right? You can limit that to just a cruise passenger area only, right? You can block it off. Yeah, I would imagine that. I would imagine if you wanted to just shut it down and make it not open to the public, you could. But that's a great point. If they could, and you wouldn't even have to do an overnight. You know what I mean? You could do yeah, it during the day if you or did whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like the reggae cruise or something, and then one of the bands that's there, or maybe even they contract or commission a local band to that's not even on the cruise. All right, listen, we're doing this reggae cruise, and you know we need a little bit of a mini reggae fest. You know, four or five bands that might be local in Nassau that might want to play. That would be phenomenal. That's a great idea, actually. It would be awesome. Um, and the locals – see, that's what you need to do to appease the locals, right? Because, like I said, this 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 vendor area, in a way, is representative of the city. You know, I, I think a lot of them are owned by maybe the same owners, but that's how it works everywhere, including New York. But, uh, you know, those kind of shows or entertainment opportunities will bring in revenue locally, too, because, you know – People will be buying drinks and food at whatever event you know you may host there. I think it's a great idea. Yeah, and it's lovely. I mean, it's like you definitely walk through it, and it's like, wow, yeah, I see where the three hundred million dollars went to. You know, yeah, it really is like an age-old thing, though. It's an age-old argument because it's you know the cruise ports, many all all of them. They're, they're so reliant on the cruise business. There's no question about it. You know, there's all that joke about, you know, Americans coming in and kind of just whether they're res- paying the proper respect as acting like proper tourists and showing up to these uh, places. Because I even look at it and think it's all funny. I look at a beautiful place like San Juan. And with the cobblestone streets and all the beautiful architecture and the local flair, and then all of a sudden, this you know five thousand capacity American cruise ship spills out onto it, and all of a sudden, it's people just yeah, where's the Starbucks? You know what I mean? Like, so you do get you do that's not lost on me or a lot of people that you know there is a little bit of a Americanization of these you know beautiful historic ports, but at the same time. They are very, very welcoming of us because they want our tourist dollar. And that relationship, for the most part, seems to kind of be managed pretty well. But then it does get a little dicey when you're talking about what you just alluded to before is that, you know, this brand new cruise port is up now. It's for the cruise lines, by the cruise lines. And where the, yes, it is bringing people to Nassau. It's making Nassau more of an attractive destination. But it's a dance. How is that managed to where the locals are going to get their fair share? Because you always hear rumblings about them, you know, being like, these cruise lines do not do enough for us. They use our land, they appropriate our culture, and then they don't give back what they should. Uh, you know, have you had experience like kind of like just, you know, listening and hearing the tea leaves and reading the tea leaves on what has been that relationship between locals, like locals and these major corporations in the form of the cruise companies? Yeah. 
Yeah, and it's nothing new. I, it's not specific to NASA. It's it's, it's that dynamic between uh, cruise, you know, cruise ship, cruise company, and and whatever port they're visiting. Right. It's just the reality of docking a ship and unloading thousands of passenger passengers in a in a local community. And I know we're not kind of off subject, but we saw that play out in Bar Harbor, where it went to to you know lawmaking uh, as to restrict cruise passengers and and cruise ships uh, that can visit. So you definitely see a, a tense dynamic between some communities and the and the cruise ships, cruise lines. I, I think the reality though at NASA is they're dock, you know, six up, up to six ships are docking there per day. I think with, with or without a new cruise uh, terminal, they're not losing business. That's my opinion. You know, I, I, I think we need to uh, really Look at it as, you know, the streets were overcrowded before. So this is maybe another opportunity to, to kind of get people <laughs> dispersed, uh, you know, because that port can really be congested, especially with them adding a sixth berth. Um, and, and depends on the ships that are in. You know, if you've got an Oasis-class ship uh, next to some other mega ships, you know, it, it can be really crowded. So I see this as a positive. I think it makes the, clean, the port look really clean. It gives it a new face. I think... Uh, it helps with the traffic situation from a safety point of view. You know, you're no longer, you know, getting uh, ran over by a taxi. You know, you've got this ease into the downtown area. So I think it helps with people moving uh, and safety. Um, but I, I don't think it's a loss of business. I think plenty of people are not, you know, you've got passengers that are just going right through it. They're used to that at other at other ports as well. Oh, this is the fake, you know, they, they say it's, uh, you know, owned by the cruise line you know, whatever, let's just get through this, let's get through the gate, you know, so it's not stopping people from getting into, into the downtown area. I think it's, it's incremental. I see it as a good thing. Totally. And, and you can't, you know, and, and they'd be, and I'm not saying this is a bad, in a bad way for the government officials or the people of Nassau. Some of it is positioning too. Like they would be negligent if they weren't trying to get the best deal possible for their local municipality and its people. Like, so, so, you know, by them kind of, you know, like you said, you know, they're, they're not being treated unfairly. It's going to help them. You know, they probably very well know that. But at the same time, well, if that's an angle that we have, that's a negotiating tactic we can use. We're the little island and you're the big, bad corporation. And we can get we, we can use that angle to get whatever we see think is the best deal for us, period. Yeah. Um, you can't let your guard down. I mean, that's yeah. That, that's the tried and true uh, way, right? It's it, You're going to get more out of that relationship in that dynamic uh, long term, I think. So to, to say, oh, no, okay, this is great. You know, you guys can do whatever you want. That's not that's not good either, right? Because we know that in some cases they could take advantage of, of that relationship, they being the cruise line. So I think this friendly tension is good. I think, you know, cruising over the years has committed themselves over you know, time and time again to Nassau. Uh, in terms of registry, and I, I didn't look too close at how the government manages that money, but <laughs> I, I want to assume that without cruising, NASA would not be what it is today, and uh, and maybe the maybe vice versa. So I, I I see it as a good thing. I think cruising and NASA have a close relationship, and and uh, I, you know, despite it getting a bad rap, I, I'm getting off, and I, and I'm doing a lot in NASA. I, I love it. Totally, totally, and. You know, a similar situation that was 
you know, just right across the waterway over at, uh, what did they call it, the Cocoa Beach Club. And, uh, you know, they that was negotiated. That was a project that was started. It was stopped. It was negotiated. It was – there were tensions, and I think everybody does feel as though – they walked away with a good deal. You know what I mean? Because, you know, I think what, what they were arguing in that case for was skin in the game. They wanted to have, you know, ownership equity in the actual, you know, so they, so they feel as though, okay, even if they do go to this, you know, conglomerates location, they, we have some sort of an equity in it themselves. And that was like, I guess the, you know, what would be the opposite of the deal breaker? What would actually put the deal through was that there was going to be some equity to the local government. And it was interesting when you when you brought up Bar Harbor. I haven't checked on that for a while, but um, I don't know where that's at right now. But I do know that, uh, you know, that was interesting because there was three people at play there. You had the cruise lines who obviously want to be able to dock in Bar Harbor. But then you had the local government and its people who were saying, no, this is too much. You're flooding us with cruise ship passengers. But then you had the local merchants who absolutely wanted the cruise. And I think there, I'm pretty sure there was a lawsuit filed by the local merchants, merchants against their own little local government to try to open it back up because, you know, they lose out from all the uh, tourist dollars that come to shore. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's an interesting example. Uh, and uh, I don't know where it's at now either, but I can say when we had this travel expo come through town and uh, at the Javits Center, I went and talked to, I don't know, the Bar Harbor, or, you know, Chamber of Commerce or whatever the equivalent is. And I was like, hey, so what's going on up there? You know, I said, oh, I, you know, I'm big into cruising. I, uh, they were like, oh, you know, send people our way. We do private excursions, not through the cruise line, et cetera, et cetera. I'm like, yeah, but like the elephant in the room is that, do you, like, do you guys want people there? And they're like, yeah, yeah, we're all for it. I'm like, this is getting, uh, you know, on the agenda at your town council meetings, which it just boggles my mind. But it's an example of of what we're saying here, right? It's it's these local, it's a local community that feels cheated by a big corporation, in this case, the cruise, uh, cruise lines. And I can imagine if I lived there, as much as I love cruising, and again, unloading thousands of people into this small, you know, quintessential nautical community that doesn't, it doesn't have the infrastructure to really support thousands of, of, uh, of passengers roaming the streets. So, I, you know, and I don't know what the traffic is like, right? If I lived in the middle of Maine and I'm used to having one street light or, or whatever, and then all these people flood in, I, I can, I can see it being an easy way, you know, I can see it being easy to win over the locals in this argument. Um, but at the same time, I didn't know how they were going to action. You know, if that litigation went uh, or, or law went through, and I don't know if it did, maybe it did. Uh, I, I don't know. I didn't know how they were going to actually implement it. Yeah. You know, because they were limiting it to like a certain number of passengers per month. And then how do you, you know, then how do you take a pie and, and split it up between the cruise lines? They're fighting over. You know, can I get the, the balance this month? I mean, I, I just didn't know how that would play out. And in some cases, it is a tender port, but in some cases, you can have two ships in Bar Harbor. So I don't know. I, I do want to look into that more. I, I don't know where that where that net out. Yeah, let's we, we'll check into that. Maybe we'll kind of cover it in a little bit more detail and do like almost like a catch up because I do remember I did a show on it and I did I, I did have the terms laid out and I remember having the same kind of questions as you did, like 
you know, how are you going to be able to regulate that? Because what you're going to have to do is always shoot under. Let's just say we're allowing for a thousand passengers uh, a, a day. And, you know, okay, we have two cruise ships. The capacity of those two cruise ships, one could be 600 and the other one could be literally 750. Now we're over by a couple of hundred. What do we do? do so does one ship not to get to debark? Does you know, the first, you know, you got to wake up early and try to be one of them. So it's like a, a, something that would be tough to regulate in that regard. So you would just have to err on the side of going under and you'd have to just not schedule at any time that they were ever going to be. And then that number, I kind of sounds familiar thousand a day, but that probably I'm, I'm probably making that up. But yeah. I don't know what it was. I yeah. don't know what it was, yeah. but I remember thinking, okay, like someone like, and I'm going, uh, I'm going up there. Labor Day week on the escape, Norwegian escape, it makes you think a ship like that, you know, and whether you have, you know, double occupancy cabins, in some cases, maybe affordable cabin, you never know what these ships will sail at, you know, they're going to have to cancel Bar Harbor in that circumstance, right? You, you can't say, oh, it's a lottery. You have to come down to the atrium. The first 2000 passengers to, <laughs> to get a ticket actually can get off in this port. But that's what those are the questions I started thinking about when I was reading yeah. about, uh, about the proposal. So we'll, we'll take it back and look into it. I'm curious. You know, I, I really do want to know where they net out on this thing. You could leverage that from prizes. You know what? Tonight's best karaoke gets a guaranteed yeah. slot. <laughs> yeah. If you went to if you got into Sid Norman's, you, you yeah. can't get off because you've already yeah. gotten to Sid Norman. So if you were if you if you were still in line, if you weren't one of the lucky ones to get into that venue, then you can get off and bar. Yeah, <laughs> come on, you got it to Sid Norman's. You can't. What do you? What you, do you you're want? Being you're yeah. being greedy now. Yeah, <laughs> and we're keeping your port fees. <laughs> I just want a damn lobster roll, please. Come on. Um, all right, so switching gears a little bit here, uh, you know, in the spirit of talking about Atlantic City and. You came by uh, a couple of weeks ago, and you were picking up a. What were you doing? You were picking up a, cruise, a free cruise voucher, right? I was. Yeah. So I dabble. I, I dabble, uh, and uh, occasionally get a casino voucher, both on land and at sea. So uh, uh, in that in that um, that weekend, I was going down to pick up a cruise voucher. Honestly, I wasn't even supposed to go down, and that's. You know, I kind of surprised you that weekend. I surprised myself. I wasn't supposed to be in AC. In fact, I drove down, picked up my voucher, played a little bit, and then drove back to New York. I didn't even stay over. So it was a, a quick trip to AC. I was supposed to be in Boston for a concert, uh, which is another story, but uh, I, I opted against it. And uh, yeah, I, I went to actually Golden Nugget in this case, uh, an older casino down there. Uh, not on the boardwalk, on the on the harbor, uh, had sent me a thing in the mail. Hey, come pick up your NCL free cruise for two, and I'm like, okay, I'm game. And, and I get a lot of those actually. You don't, you don't, you have, you can be a modest player and still get those vouchers. A lot of people don't realize that. You know, they think, uh, oh gosh, you had to have lost, uh, you know, ten thousand dollars to get something like that. It could be that you've played. Two years ago, they've got a targeted, uh, you know, targeted marketing to get you down there again. And maybe you haven't played in two years, but all of a sudden in the mail, you get this, uh, get this voucher. So I, I can speak more about it, but that's what I was doing that weekend. Yeah, I went down to pick up a, an NCL uh, cruise certificate. Yeah, no. My theory on those is that that's the you, so you always have to join the casino program because it's like 
you know, I, I you always say this, right? Okay, a cruise ship, it's, it can carry 3,000 people, but it only sold, you know, 2,500 uh, spots. Like, why would you not just give away those 500? Because you know you're going to give get onboard spending. People are going to spend money on board. But yes, you'd want to do that. And that's like basically the thought process you'd maybe have. But at the same time, you don't want to undervalue your product. So I think the ships, these cruise lines use the casino program as a way to load the ships up with people without being able to say, hey, you know, we're just giving random cruises to Joe Blow on the street and then people are going to get that. And then it's going to be harder for them to command. Uh, you know, people are going to be waiting around for those discounts, but they do it through giving, you know, maybe slightly or, or very favorable deals to very, as you said, modest gamblers. Uh, to, to, to fill these because they know, you know, like you said, you got a free cruise and we all know <laughs> a free cruise is not a free cruise no. <laughs> uh, by any stretch, but that's their way of doing it. That's their way of, I guess, um, you know, capitalizing on rooms that might be open. Those are going right to people who are in the casino program. Sure. I know through experience booking people, I've seen people like, yeah, this is my, uh, you know, this is my VIFP number. Uh, what offers am I eligible for? And yes, there are a little bit of a high roller status there that will get much better deals than I get. But still, just by being in that program, you do get a little bit of a, you know, you you get optimal pricing. I mean, is that, that's been your experience too, right? It has. And I've, I mean, Royal Caribbean has been very good to me uh, over the years. And Norwegian was good to me. They haven't been as friendly now. Uh, but still, I, I, I went in May um, on a comp uh, slot tournament cruise. You know, so they're, they're still sending me stuff here and there. Um, and, uh, and Carnival, you brought up Carnival. I wasn't a registered player, you know, with Carnival. I, I, I don't even, yeah, I wasn't even gambling the last time I went on Carnival. So uh, what I did was, and people don't realize this, and I can, I don't know the website offhand, but there is a, a way to, I wouldn't say match your status, your casino status, but Carnival has a website uh, where you can submit player, player a photo of your player's cards from other casinos, other cruise lines. Um, they accept both land-based and cruise-based uh, um, casino accounts, and they'll log you in. They'll sign you up for their player's club. And I think it, there's a level of status match because I just booked the Venezia uh, for January, and that was a, a two hundred dollar balcony. You know, so they sent me this player's offer, and they said, "Oh, it's a hundred dollars balcony plus like you get the hundred dollars back in free play or whatever." And I'm going solo, so I paid two hundred, you know, instead of the hundred, and I get it back once I'm on board. So. I encourage people, if, if you play on other cruise lines or you play on land, uh, even if you've cruised on Carnival, if, you have, if you're not already registered with their players, uh, you know, with their casino program, there is a website, and I'm sorry I don't have it in front of me, uh, where you can go on and submit a photo uh, of your status at other casinos, and I, I'm somehow in the, uh, on the list. <laughs> So Wait, that's, that's, that's a Carnival website? It's a car yeah, it's a Carnival. It's, what is their Carnival? Uh, name, you know, it's not Carnival at Sea, it's not Club uh, Club Royale. Players Club. Players Club. Players Club. So there's some website I can find it. I apologize, I don't have it in front of me. But uh, if you Google like Carnival Players Clubs uh, status match or something, 
they do uh, for new, you know, like I said, newcomers to their, to their casino program. Um, yeah, they added me to some lists. They're starting to send me casino, you know, targeted VIFP offers. That's crazy. You know what that is? It's like, um, it's basically like a, you know, you know, the site you are comped. Yeah. 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 I yeah. guess, I guess the cruise lines are looking at that and they're like, you know, well, well why can't we do that? You know what I mean? They're probably just, uh, and they, little in- yeah. And they hold, I mean, they, they're in full control, you know, they yeah. may send you that offer, but you know, you go online, you filter for that offer and, and they will tell you, you know, you can get on XYZ ship, XYZ date, don't worry, I've looked for the celebration uh, in October, and it's not on there. Uh, <laughs> but uh, you you can really look uh, at at whatever they have offering, and, and in real time, they'll take stuff down, they'll add stuff, so they control the process. It's not like they're losing out. I think, as you mentioned earlier, you know, there's these sailings that maybe they're not, you know, they're not hitting their targets on, and that they're saying, oh, well, let's uh, let's get 200 casino players on board and fill that gap, but. And they make the money back, you know, even as a modest gambler, they're getting money from me. You know, I, I'm, I'm overall, I'm not winning. I don't have as much luck as you do maybe, but uh, I don't know how your streak has been at AC recently. Oh, no, but. no, 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 we're not, we're not out here. Winning. Yeah. We're not out here. Yeah. Winning. It's an entertainment cost, right? That's how yeah. I, that's what I say. Uh, but yeah, it's your point. A free cruise is not a free cruise at the end of the day. So, you know, I get, make it the cruise fair comp, but I'm always buying the drink package. Uh, you know, taxes, fees. If I do want to upgrade, let's say they give me an inside and I want to upgrade to a balcony, that comes with a cost. And plus my spending on board. To your point, if, if you have this sort of free cruise mentality, you're going to probably be more inclined to spend money on board. Oh, I'll book that specialty dinner. You know, they were good to me. I'll do this. Uh, uh, you know, so I, I think it benefits them all around and they control the process. Like I said, if they want to say, and I've had this uh, on, on Norwegian where I'll call, they've got casino reps. Not all cruise lines do, but I've been working with this guy uh, for years. And I'll call him up. I'll say, by the way, Norwegian doesn't have an easy way to look up your casino offers. Like uh, Royal Caribbean has a website. You put in your, your crown and anchor number and you see, oh, they're giving me $200 off a cruise or they're giving me a comp cruise, whatever. NCL doesn't have that. It frustrates right. me. But you got to call them up. And I asked this guy, you know, uh, oh, do I have any offers? And sometimes he surprises me, like that slot tournament in May to Bermuda. It was a great sailing. Uh, and sometimes he says, nope, sorry, Ryan, uh, you don't have anything. So, uh, you know, you never know what they're gonna what they're gonna offer you uh, in terms of casino offers. But it's worth looking at, and, and you know, even if you know, some people are like, oh, I only play fifty dollars a night. No, sign up on board. Get get put your card in the machine. They'll see that you're playing that, you know, and and, uh, and that that helps. I've heard of people getting offers that they're like, no way, I, I didn't gamble like at all, and in their mind they didn't gamble at all, but maybe the cruise line is trying to fill that cabin for whatever reason. Right, right, Ryan. What do you think? Um, you know, as you mentioned, being a person who dabbles, not a not a not a high roller per se, but um, what what do you? Uh, what do you see as maybe the comparisons and contrasting of, of gambling at sea versus on land? Well, I think besides, you get way... besides there being an ocean around you when you're gambling <laughs> at sea, right? Besides the uh, the view or lack thereof, because even these casinos on board uh, r- rarely have uh, windows. Uh, right. But no, I, I think the value proposition, 
right? If you, this can be a really lucrative thing. And don't get me wrong, I pay for the majority of my cruises. Uh, but th- there is an opportunity to get some value out of these uh, out of these casino programs. And you never know, you know, for every, you, they may send you different offers that you say, oh, I can't use it or shucks, I'm already traveling. But there might be on the third or fourth offer, you might be able to use it. And you go and you, you gamble a little bit. You show them, you know, hey, uh, and don't feel obligated to spend a lot of money. Just show that you showed up in the casino and, and uh, you appreciate the offer, you know. So whatever that may be, we're all on different budgets. But, um, you know, I think there this can be a lucrative process uh, or, or proposition. And for a cruise ship, there, there comes a lot more, I think. When you start talking about the drink package and being included in some cases, you talk about your meals, you talk about where this ship can bring you and the opportunities that you can have in port. I mean, to me, that doesn't compare to the casinos on land. Not to mention the service. I, I've said it before on this show. The service on board these cruise ships, and you know I'm a huge advocate for the crew, huge advocate and friend. Uh, the service it, it does not compare to anything I've ever experienced on land. I've stayed at Ritz-Carlton. I've stayed, and I've stayed at a lot of places. doesn't compare. The service on board cruise ships is is by far uh, the best in my opinion. And so that, I mean, you, you, you've got, uh, you're working with people uh, now at a casino and, and I, I know the, the level of service you're probably getting doesn't compare in any way to, to these workers on board. So I think that the value that you get, the service that you get on a cruise ship uh, leads me to gamble more on board than on land. Right, right. Um, but as far as like, uh, I guess, in-game, like for instance, like, you know, they, they do say, and I hear it's pretty much confirmed again at this point, yes, is an anecdotal maybe, but I, I do hear, you know, I've, I've always been a blackjack guy, uh, just coming up, my friends growing up, we've always, you know, being, you know, Long Island, we've always kind of just made that trip multiple times a year to Atlantic City. My friends really, really go in. I'm more a little bit on the, you know couple of thousand a trip that's it uh but i've always done blackjack and just i've always come up through blackjack in this little iteration of me being in atlantic city and kind of living here i've started to develop a little bit of a i don't know maybe less than healthy affection for slot machines that i never had and what you hear is that slots on land are set at a certain rate like you could set your slot machine to pay out a certain amount of money and uh they are set to be significantly lower on cruise ships than they are on land for instance on land they pay between 80 no high 80s and low 90 percent of the money that comes in goes back out so they operate in that you know maybe eight to twelve percent profit window uh, on ships, they say it's right around 80%. So they're operating in a little bit more of a 20% window. Have you heard that? I, uh, I have heard it and I don't, I don't know the validity of, of that, but, uh, but I have heard it. Um, at the end of the day, if you're, if you're lucky, then you're lucky, I suppose. But, uh, you know, there's less regulation on board, yeah. uh, which can help yeah. you. As a player, that can help you in some cases. I've seen it happen at the table games. Um, oh, definitely, definitely. This, you know, you'll you'll see a lot of single deck stuff happening. Oh yeah, more fun twenty Caribbean stud. Like some of these fun yeah. games. Like I was playing yep. War one time. You know, you just had to get yeah. the higher card than the like your childhood game of War. You know, so you get 
to me, they, they have uh, they have that flexibility. So there is some benefit to, to less regulation, in my opinion, uh, as a player. Yeah. And sometimes they pay you out incorrectly. You know, they're not there's not eighty people in a in a booth watching the cameras like there is at some of these That's land based casinos. Yep. So you know, sometimes they slip up. And to me, there's some of these extra because uh, I, I like uh, I like tables more than slots, but I dabble with both. Uh, some of these side bets, you know, these these side games or bonus prop, you know, bonus bets on on the on the tables, they can be pretty impressive, you know. Ryan, Ryan, I'm telling you, I was I was always uh, I always called them sucker bets. They just get you know to get, just to get you more money from you. I never participated, and we have you know working in this city and you know being part of casino culture. A couple of my bartenders are also dealers. I'm like, give me your give me your hit. Give me, give me, give me some advice. You know, do you just is it just play by the book? They always light up and say, "Dude, do the side bets. Do yep. the side bets." I was like surprised to hear that. Now you can you can you know you can load up on those side bets and lose. I mean, that's the reality of gambling. You can lose. Uh, yeah. Well, just to, to speak on that for a second, there is this is not a they are not losing. Okay, this is why they say the gaming commission. There's a lot of talk about you know casinos in Atlantic City. They say don't use your card because they know who you are and they'll only give you a certain amount. You know they'll know they'll know they got your money anyway, so they're not going to give you. Or they'll say like you know don't play this. Don't they, they say that there's little little scams that they run uh, to make sure that the casino is going to win. Which step back and be realistic, okay. They are in a business where profit is guaranteed. There's very, very little risk. If your operating cost, your food and beverage, and everything else is in line, isolate your casino co- uh, uh, profits. They are guaranteed, and that number is about fifteen percent in general between tables, you know, table games and 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 um, slots. Slots, by far, I found that are the big money maker, you know, in general. But think about it: if you're a casino and you have, it's like basically you can transcend it to gambling. Like the people who split uh, tens, you know what I mean? Why would you split tens? You have a win in front. You have a ninety percent chance of a win in front of you. Like, don't do it. The same thing for you're you're heavily regulated by these gaming commissions who are always doing spot checks. Why would you run the risk of jeopardizing an absolutely guaranteed profit by playing any games and you know operating? But to what you said. The cruise lines and the cruise ships are not operating under that, you know, state-run gaming commission. You know what I mean? But the, the yeah, reality like, is, too, Tommy. Yeah, the cruise ships have more to more uh, more to. Uh, what am I trying to say? They they've got more to more to gain, right? Because yeah. you're on that ship for seven days, so they don't want to piss people off on on a cruise ship. You know, they're going to be fair. They want to have. They want you to have fun. Some of these side bets are there just to hold your own. You know, they, they want you to play. They want you to come back tomorrow. Some of these land-based casinos, you know, you can lose terribly. It's not fun. The people at the table are miserable, you know, and you can leave. You don't have that uh, that uh, on a cruise ship. You know, they want you to come back day and day, uh, the day after and and play and have fun. So that's some of these, to me, the, these side bets are, are, uh, are that way of uh, – not totally pissing people off because I've been I've been yeah my eye has been trained to spot it I can see it walk whether it's the lobby whether it's downstairs whether it's in a restaurant I will see somebody uh, it's usually a gentleman you know middle aged to 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 you know early elderly they're sitting there 
and they're staring off into the ether, a thousand yards stare as if they've just seen the horrors of war and they're by themselves and you know that look, that person just went in and <laughs> it didn't go well. Yeah, and I try not to do that. <laughs> Yeah, no, just I've seen it. You just see it, and it's just stare. There's nothing behind the eyes. They're just looking off into the ether, and he's like, "Up, that guy that did not go well." Usually, there's a drink next to him, and you know, it's rough. But yeah, man, that's a good point. You know, you know, there's a lot of other uh, options if you're gonna, you know, you can always just leave the casino. You have that option, and all of a sudden, you're back, you know, in your regular. You're on a cruise ship. You know, yeah, there's other options, but there's there's a, there's a limit to those options. It's funny. It brings me back to that movie, uh, Casino, when that whale took the casino for like, you know, however many millions in that day. And, you know, Robert De Niro, the quintessential host is, you know, taking him to his helicopter. Oh, you know what? Your helicopter broke down. You know, you're going to have to stay one more night. <laughs> well, I'm not going back to the No, 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 no. Just knowing full well the gambler mentality, all he needs to do is to get him to stay one night. Robert De Niro, you know, that character can say, you know, no, absolutely not. Do not be dumb with this money. You go and you stay in that room. Do not. He knows damn well that guy cannot help himself. Made it all back and then some the very next night. Yeah, it's highly addictive. I mean, I've been on some sailings where you do really well the first day or two. Let's say it's a 10-day sailing. Talk to me on the 10th day. You know, I, I wouldn't say I'm addicted to this stuff, but it's fun. And, you know, you've got two or three days at sea, uh, you know, what what is there to do? Origami class or maybe I'll go try blackjack. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so many, that, that, many, that's yeah. the other how many, thing. How many Sid and Norman's daytime art classes, paint by numbers, things are you going to yeah. do? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the other thing. You know, they don't close. I mean, they close. I have been, uh, you know, they do close for a period of time, but, you know, you could – be there during the day or after breakfast, after lunch, you know, so that's where they make their money, you know, and it's the same on, on at sea, as you mentioned on land, you know, they're, they're all making a profit. So the uh, only time I got, I got thought of it, I thought I was, I thought it was rigged one time because again, I like to be generous, you know, when you're doing well, you know, you tip and I was tipping and nobody else at the table was tipping. And I was just, you know, for every time I once a nice little hand, I would throw the, you know, the, the remainders from the, if you hit a blackjack or sure. like the $5 here and there, I'd always give it. And at, at the end of the night, I started to go on a slide and it was the end and it was just me and the dealer. And then uh, the dealer said to me, Thomas, uh, you go to your room now. And I'm like, oh, yeah, maybe soon, but I'm still up. Let me play a little bit. Kept losing a little bit more. He stopped again. And this, he looked at me and the way he looked at me, it was like serious. And he goes, Thomas, you take care of me tonight. Now I take care of you. You go to your room. That's I great. Like, I mean, that's a stand-up guy. And I don't think they can do that on land, talk about the difference at sea. Right. You know, they, I don't know. They, I was yeah. like, do you, so you think he was just being like, you know what, he's seen this happen? Or is there like, oh, I don't God. know. You was can there, imagine. Like, was I mean, it closing time? Being a dealer. Was it closing time? And, you know, I don't know. It was a certain deck in there because, you know what, it's, it's getting near closing. Oh, gotta, yeah. I don't know. Where are you going with the conspiracies again? (laughs) Yep. That's exactly where my head was at. Yeah, but he was just being a nice guy, wasn't he? No, that's good. I mean, especially when you mix the drink package in. It's it's tough. But I know we're we're going just about time, right? So maybe we should get to the emails or email, I should say. 
Oh, you want to you want to do the email? It's up to you. Okay. I don't know. Yeah, I haven't heard it. I think I was gonna, you've seen. Yeah. It. So I was going to uh, I was going to do that. I was going to let a couple build up so we can have an email okay. section. But let's do let's that. Go. No, 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 no. Let's, let's do it. it. I'm, I'm already here. Like, we're going to do the email. Let's see. Um, It'll make us feel good about ourselves based on what you said already. So. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> All right. This, I mean, yeah, in, in the spirit of what you just said, the subject of the email in all caps with an exclamation is thank you. So, yeah, it says, hi, Tommy. Just want to let you know how much I enjoy your podcast. I started listening this fall and have been hooked ever since. I've listened to almost all other cruise podcasts out there, and yours got me excited for an upcoming cruise more than anyone else's. Well, I didn't read this yet, and I'm sorry. I'm not trying to uh, – I don't, I don't want to – be gloating about see how much better we are than all the other podcasts no um but i'm reading this for the first time now it says your sense of humor creative style really makes your show interesting and it's very evident that you have a true passion for cruising that most people can relate to i got off uh, oasis a week ago with my wife and three kids this friday we are going on the mariner to celebrate our 20th anniversary with no kids much love to you brother keep up the great work tim from connecticut all right so this was i guess this was uh you know, not, I guess this was a, he was listening to some back episodes, but uh, Tim, I do thank you for the email. I really, really do appreciate it. And I guess, you know what? We could also say that we don't necessarily need to read them. I don't love reading the ones that are just kind of, and as much as I appreciate the ones that are overly complimentary, um, I kind of usually just mention those and, um, you know, maybe stick to the ones that are more like whether it's asking a question or raising a topic. But Tim, you have no idea. You know, when I read an email like this and, you know, Ryan too with the feedback, this is the type of stuff that keeps us going. So uh, whatever you think you're doing, we're doing for you uh, as far as this show, your email uh, does all that and then some as it comes back. But regarding feedback, uh, I will say, you know, I did appreciate, and I'm sure Ryan, you did appreciate a lot of the. We put it in Facebook too. A lot of the people mentioned um, yeah. that they did like the show. There were some good suggestions in there, I think, as well. So, uh, no, it's I, good. I, I, I enjoy it. You know, there were some. We had plenty of topics uh, in, in last week's episode, but it's also good to hear from you know from the folks on Facebook. You know, I'm not an expert in everything we discuss, right? So it's good to hear their perspective as well, and you can. Uh, you know, they can weigh in on, on, on the subject matter as well. So uh, that was that was cool to see, you know, some of these uh, some of the topics, you know, obviously uh, piqued some people's interest. And uh, it's great to see the comments uh, on, on those subjects because, uh, you know, we, we can talk about it, but uh, it's not to say that I'm an expert or you're an expert in everything. So uh, cruise related. So I think this is just a platform to gather you know, gather people and, and, and create the community to, to have those discussions. So, uh, yeah, I, thanks for the yeah. feedback on, on Facebook. I saw it and I, uh, I agree. No, with and fast, no, let's, let's, let's go, let's go, let's go through a couple of those. So Sandy says it'll be worth the wait. I'm sure. Um, Juan is always funny. Juan is Juan is the, is the type of guy I think he needs his own show too, but he goes, <laughs> we are all behind you. We're all behind you. Well, not like standing right behind you. That would be creepy, more metaphorically. Um, <laughs> Jeff says, awesome news. Love Ryan's shows. Uh, you know, oh, don't, no, this is actually the first one. Where was the other one? When we actually dropped an episode. Let's see. And then we got some feedback based on that actual episode. Where the hell did that go? Yeah. Oh, there no, it is. Yeah. I got it. Um so yeah, a lot, lot of good comments. Sandy, love it. You guys did great. Brian said good. Uh, 
good show. King Marty says, um, said, uh, what did he say? He had a nice, fabulous podcast. Uh, Bob said, I've taken four or five Carnival Journeys cruises. They usually have special meal entrees that highlight the port of call. They also have guest lectures, presentations. Yeah, see, all that stuff, Bob, that's what I was alluding to. I've been on uh, – uh, have I? No, I have not. I've just heard less of that. They made more of a big deal about it in the past. Um, but, yeah, I, again, I wasn't speaking necessarily from a point of view of being an expert on Journeys cruises. I just know that in the beginning they were really highlighting a lot of the stuff that you mentioned. If they're still doing that on a high level, that's that's phenomenal. Yeah, no, that um, does sound cool. That to me is at the roots of that Journeys concept. So it's good to yeah. see that they do uh, they do that beyond, uh, you know, music. <laughs> Maria said, loved it. Looking forward to more. I also love magnets. Uh yeah, the magnets. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Debbie Parker. She gave me a, a Amtrak magnet she brought uh, when she was here the other day. So appreciated. I got it right in my hand right now. It's an Amtrak, Amtrak magnet. In the spirit of your, uh, you know, you're you're dabbling into magnet. There collecting. you go. Yeah, you had me really thinking about my uh, <laughs> my uh, my habits, my cruise habits. <laughs> yep. Tiffany, okay. uh, Tiffany, the cruising diva who will be on the group cruises and we're back. Loved the podcast. Um, That's a great feeling, right? I, I'm really yeah. happy that we're back. Definitely. Okay. Jonathan plan. It was interesting to hear the differing perspectives. Haven't really been on a ship where Starbucks is its own beverage category, but I do like a good coffee now and then I'm a pin collector. So it would be good find for me uh, on my next trip with Royal Caribbean. Um, and then Carol, Love listening to the show. Great job. Keep them coming. Ryan, I hope we get to meet you on the group cruise. Uh, <laughs> I love our ABB fam. Yeah, I don't know about that. We'll see. It's looking a little bleak. I know the, the pricing has gotten out of control. You can't knock anybody for, for that. But uh, Jennifer says, great job, guys. I missed the podcast so much. No other podcast is highly anticipated during the week as yours. Uh, Tommy, I loved your out of left field questions. Ryan, welcome to the show. Keep up the good work. That's pretty much awesome. It. Yeah. No, that's great. That's great. We haven't yeah. got any nasty comments yet. So, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, that's, I want them because that's how you know you're No, it's good. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's good. Um, but that's it, Ryan. Thanks, man. We, I think we, you know, I think this is going to be again, not, not to use one of the, one of the most overused uh, phrases, work in progress, but that is what it's going to be. We're going to, well, I, I even feel more comfortable this week than last week. And I think the weeks coming will kind of uh, proportionally, incrementally uh, feel more comfortable as well. I definitely agree. still want your feedback. Definitely still want to hear. Um, what you guys have to say about the show, any suggestions, corrections, comments, questions, concerns. And yes, we need some email. That email box is dry, ladies and gentlemen. Hit us up with some emails so we can continue on uh, to have that as one of the lifebloods of the show. Ryan, what else you got on the way out? Anything? No, I think we're going to get into a rhythm and you caught me on a, on a this week was better than last week for sure. I, I was back from a, a four-day trip uh, for work, so I was exhausted. So I've got I've got the energy uh, this week, and I'm I'm really excited. I think this uh, this was really smooth uh, this week, so I'm looking forward to uh, to next week. Totally, totally. All right. Well, that's pretty much it. Again, Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com for the emails. 
Join us uh, the Facebook group, the Always Be Booked Cruise and Travel Lounge on Facebook. Find the Instagram. Let's keep those YouTube views coming. Always Be Booked there as well. And uh, yeah, the Patreon's coming back, guys. Don't get ready. You know, this is just a crazy thing. I'm here for six more weeks, and then the next adventure will happen, and there will be a lot more time for the Patreon. So if you are inclined, hang tight with the Patreon, and we'll be okay. Uh, if you want to book a cruise, email me as well. And uh, that's pretty much it. Um, that's it. You guys are the absolute best. You want to give the boat drinks, Ryan? Boat drinks. See you guys. There's a place where the boat leaves from. It takes away all of your big problems. You could worries, you could drive them in the blue ocean. But you got to get away to where the boat leaves from. Take one part sand, one part sea, and one part shade of a nine-nine tree. And the drinks are cold and the reggae is hot. And I know this is the place for me. Get away to where the boat leaves from. It takes away all of your big problems. You could worries, you could drop them in the blue ocean. But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves. Jimmy. Good island somewhere Well, I'll ride the boats And don't grab your coat You won't need it where we are going Get away to where the boat leaves from It takes away all of your big problems You could worries, you could drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from Pick me up Pick me up Pick me up Put me down down in the sand where it's cool Put me down And when I fall on my stool Put me down I'll just leave there till morning comes round With sunshine ten ladies And pina coladas And Bob Marley songs that I'm playing There's a song in my ear That I want you to hear Soft tropical lips that are singing Get away to where the boat leaves from It takes away all of your big problems You could worries, you could drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from So get away to where the boat leaves from It takes away all of your big problems You could worries, you could drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the So get away to where the boat leaves from It takes away all of your big problems You could worries, you could drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from Oh